Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. This is Ray Ann, your host, and I am so excited that you're here today. We are going to be talking about five mindset blocks that I feel are stopping many people from reaching true happiness and health. So just this week, I have spoken to several women who all had one or more of these mindset blocks happening currently. And that made me think that it's very possible that you too have experienced these blocks or are currently experiencing them. So we're going to jump in today, talk about these mindset blocks. And as always, I want you to kind of think through what I'm talking about and see how you see yourself in these situations. Okay. So there are a lot of mindset blocks out there, um, but these are the five that I hear very often. So I'm sure that I've talked about them before. I'm sure I've mentioned them, but they are definitely worth bringing up again. And I want to remind you that my goal of this podcast is to focus on living your happiest and healthiest lifestyle through balanced nutrition, balanced movement, and a balanced and strong mindset. I'll go through these mindset blocks relating to them to, you know, typical health goals such as like weight loss because that's probably the biggest health goal I hear. But they also can be applied to any other goal that you're trying to reach. Okay? So the very first mindset block is a big one and it's this. You don't really think that you can do it. How many times have you set out to reach a goal? Okay, whether it was to start a new eating plan, um, a new workout plan, or you know whatever, and you're excited and you really want to do it. Like you're you're kind of pumped up, you're feeling motivated, you're ready to go. But there's this tiny little voice in the back of your head saying, "Mm-hmm, you know you're not going to be able to really do it. You never follow through. You're always starting and stopping. Like why will this time be any different?" Okay, have you have you ever heard that little voice back there? I bet you have. So in order to really make a change, you have to get rid of that voice or else it'll be right. If you're hearing that voice, it's probably because you don't really believe you can do it, right? And here are some reasons why I think this happens and some ideas on how to stop it. Many women come to me and say, oh, Rianne, I have tried every diet and plan available and I fail every single time time. Okay. And, and you can go ahead and raise your hand if you've uh, been in this situation, which I bet 99.9% of you have, right? We've all been there and we've all done that. But here's the thing. We base our prospect of success on past failures, past patterns. But just because you failed at 10 other diets doesn't mean that you can't lose weight or eat better. 
Um, just because you failed at running a marathon doesn't mean that you can't still be successful at running or doing some other type of exercise. Just because you burned that whole roasted chicken that you were trying to make for the family doesn't mean that you can't still learn how to roast a delicious, wonderful whole chicken now, right? You are not required. There is nothing that says you're required to repeat your past experiences. It's never too late to try again and do better. And I strongly believe that if you continue to repeat the same plan that you did before and you keep failing at it, well, that's a good indication that that particular plan isn't right for you. It's time to find a new plan. Okay. So it's not always your fault. Sometimes you're just finding the wrong plans. You know, not everything works the same way for everybody. And okay. So one way to do better is to stop trying to do too much too fast. One of the main reasons people fail when it comes to nutrition and fitness, especially, is that they do too much too fast or they expect themselves to do more than they are currently capable of. This in turn, of course, leads to eating foods that they know aren't the best options or getting injured from too much exercise, which leads to quitting and or, in our eyes, failing. You can't expect a baby, like nobody expects a baby who's maybe one month old to stand up and run away, right? I mean, that would freak you out, first of all. <laughs> It'd be really weird. But no, they first learn to get on their hands and knees. You know, I can't even remember what age that is. Like, I, I honestly don't remember. Like four months, maybe? I don't, I don't know, five months? Anyway, the first thing they do is they learn to get on their hands and knees. And then they kind of start rocking back and forth, you know, forward and back. And then eventually they're crawling and they even still face plant once in a while. But then eventually they learn to stand, you know, they hold onto the coffee table or the edge of the couch and they start to get their balance. And then eventually they learn to actually walk without you holding their little hand. And then it's not until later that they can actually run without like falling over. So why? in the world do full-grown adults expect so much of themselves, right? You're not meant to conquer everything in one day. You have to take time. You need to learn to adapt and you've got to build a solid foundation, okay? So too much, too fast is probably part of the reason you continue to fail over and over and over at the dieting and exercise games, okay? And the all or nothing and perfectionist thinking is killing your progress. This is, you know, very similar to the too much too fast, but here's the deal. Many people start day one at 100 miles per hour and they feel completely, totally, utterly burned out by Friday, you know, sometimes Wednesday. Like for me, when I used to try to diet, man, by Wednesday, I was like, are you kidding me? It's been three days and I'm like freaking starving. Like this is crazy. But and then what happens though is the weekend comes along and you've been so good and barely eating, you know, eating like a bird and you're wondering why you're freaking starving and can't get away from the pizza and the wine and the cookies, you know, so you have this weekend of like feeding fest, which then leads to this major guilt, right? Because then you're like, oh, I'm such a loser. I knew I couldn't do it. Oh, but tomorrow, Monday, man, I'm back at it. And there you go. Monday morning, 100 miles per hour, hitting the gym you know, drinking your protein shake, having your teeny little tiny salad for lunch or whatever it is. So, but again, what happens by Friday is it's like the same cycle over and over. 
And this all or nothing mentality is exactly why so many people fail at losing weight or getting in the habit of exercising or whatever. So they expect themselves to be perfect every day and they expect to have willpower made of iron. But in reality, it's just too hard this way. It's not realistic to expect yourself to be perfect every day of your life. This up and down of perfect to horrible, perfect to horrible is effing up your metabolism and making you lose hope. Okay? It is. It just is. So instead of thinking you have to do it all, which will probably lead to failure, think about doing something. Like something is better than nothing. Something just might be all you need to do. Doing small somethings will prove to yourself that you are capable, that you can do it. Little wins add up to big long-term wins, okay? So example, instead of thinking you have to follow a diet plan like perfectly to a T, think about what part of the plan makes sense and what is the most important part for you. You know, maybe it's the most important that you stop skipping meals. Maybe you really do need to eat more vegetables, or maybe you just simply need to drink more water. What part of the plan do you personally need to work on the most? And okay, sure, you could argue that you need to work on all of it. Sure. Okay. But just start with one of the parts, like one part of the entire plan. Just start there. Just start with something. You don't have to do it all and you don't have to do it perfectly. You just have to do something. Okay. I'm working with a lady right now. And her only goal this week is to make sure that she's eating every three to four hours. She was used to going eight to 12 hours or more without eating. And this led to hunger, moodiness, and overeating later. Okay, this one action, this simple little action of eating something every three to four hours will help speed up her metabolism, give her energy, and help her with her moods. It's simple. She can do this. You know, and then next what we'll do is we'll decide what the next step is. And you know what? No, it's not perfect. No, it's not shiny and exciting, but it sure is doable and way better than doing nothing. Okay, do something. The second mindset block that I hear about often and personally feel sometimes is you think it's just going to take too long, right? Some goals can be super overwhelming. Maybe you want to lose 50 or more pounds, or maybe you want to make a million dollars, or maybe you want to write a book. Those all seem very big and audacious, and yes, they may take some time to accomplish. So what you can do is think about breaking it down into smaller pieces. Focus on what's in front of you. Conquer that one thing and then take the next step. Think of like a set of stairs. You know, if you don't take each step carefully, you may fall to the bottom. Okay, so when you step up the stairs, you literally focus one step at a time. Now, most of us do it like subconsciously, right? But you still have to do it. It's like it's no different when you're working towards a big goal. You have to do something, right? Just one step at a time. Don't try to skip steps, okay, or go too fast up the steps because you might find yourself in a big pile at the bottom of the staircase. Okay, same with your goals. Another problem is that when you think to yourself that reaching your goal is going to take too long, you may actually delay starting because you think you have to be perfect, which is only going to take you longer to accomplish it, right? It's like the longer you wait to start doing something, 
the longer it's going to take to get there and or you may not ever get there. So by just starting small and with something, you are at least taking steps toward the end goal. It's not glamorous or super exciting and maybe nobody's going to notice right away, but at least you're doing something versus nothing. At least you are crawling toward your goal, your goal rather than being stuck where you are. And I can tell you right now, being stuck where you are, if you're not happy where you are, is miserable. Okay, so take a step. Why not try it? Do something different. The third mindset uh, block is your goals just aren't meaningful. Okay, and maybe you don't even know this. Like that's part of the block is you have this goal, but ultimately it's just not meaningful. I see this a lot. Women come to me and say, "Okay, Rand, hey, my goal is to lose thirty pounds." And I'll be like, "Rock on." Um, how long has this been your goal? And they'll laugh and say, oh, about 20 years. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh. So when I ask why they haven't been able to reach the goal, they say, oh, I've tried everything. Or I just can't get my head wrapped around it. Or they may say things like, well, I just have so much going on that it's really hard to stay focused. And that's when I think to myself, okay, well, then this really isn't the goal. Sure, they would love to lose 30 pounds, right? But what will losing 30 pounds actually give them? How will it make their life happier and better? It's not really the 30 pounds. The 30 pounds isn't the goal. The goal is whatever it is they're seeking that comes after, that that what they think losing weight will give them, okay? Because I'll tell you right now, oftentimes we can reach our goals without that we think are related to weight loss, but we can actually still reach certain goals without the weight loss and be very happy. So, okay, so maybe you aren't reaching for a goal because it's not your personal goal or it's just not really of interest to you, okay? And, you know, just because your doctor says to lose weight or just because, you know, society says that you need to lose weight or just because you have gained weight since college doesn't mean it's actually your goal or something you really want to do. Okay. So, so what if you're overweight? Yeah, it can be unhealthy and bad for you long-term, but seriously, who cares if you're overweight? Why do you care if you're overweight? Okay. Why does it matter? If you truly don't care about losing weight, stop saying it's your goal. Okay. It's okay to have other goals around your health. It's okay to think in a different way. Maybe, maybe you want to learn how to cook healthier because you really love to eat. So you figure if you eat healthier, it'll be better for you. Or maybe you want to swim more often because it reminds you of growing up and being on the swim team as a kid. Or maybe you want to do yoga more to help with your back pain. All of these amazing goals, right, can help you stay healthy, but they don't have to be specifically the words or about losing weight. If your goal isn't really making you feel excited, then it's time to search for a new goal or start looking for activities and solutions that ultimately can lead to to weight loss, if that's kind of like your underlying goal. Stop focusing on just losing weight and start living now, okay? Start living now in a manner that feels good and offers you solutions rather than disappointment, okay? So my fourth mindset block is you're not really committed to change, Okay, what does that mean to be committed to change? You know, you can say you have a goal and you can say a lot of things, but your actions and your habits 
are going to prove whether or not you're committed or not. Okay. You aren't committed because you're not aligned or focused or you just don't want to change. Okay. Again, this kind of goes back to, you know, you have to want to change for yourself. You can't change because someone else expects it of you. The reason most people call me or sign up for a program is because they are finally sick and tired of feeling bad about themselves or sick and tired of buying bigger clothes or sick and tired of exercising a lot and seeing no results. They want some kind of change. But when the actions start to feel unsafe or uncomfortable, many people want to retreat back to their comfort zone and safety of old habits. But when somebody is really, truly ready for change, they can put up with the uncomfortable moments because they know there's something better and they're so excited and ready for their new life. I like to believe that when you, you know, when the shit, you know, starts to hit the fan and you're feeling really uncomfortable, that means you're really close to finally getting what you want. If you can just fight through the white waters a little longer, there will be smooth sailing ahead. Okay. And, you know, it's hard to commit to an action or a plan when you don't really care or can't decide why it's important. So get to the bottom of your why. So, just like I said earlier, what do you want your life to look like? You know, instead of seeking out weight loss as your usual goal, change it, find something more meaningful. Um, so, for example, maybe you think you'll feel more sexy and confident in the bedroom once you lose weight. So, try flipping it. You know, instead of focusing just on weight loss and feeling bad about how your body is now, focus on why it matters to you. Why is it important to feel better in the bedroom? Is it connection and passion that you're looking for? Probably. So instead of waiting until you lose the weight or using weight loss as your excuse to avoid romantic situations, try to create an environment that helps you feel confident so that you're you're not missing out on opportunities now. You know, you still can have great sex or feel connected with your partner. You don't have to wait until you lose weight. If you keep waiting for the scale to be a magical number, you're not only missing out on valuable time now, but you're not even guaranteed to feel any better once you do lose the weight. Okay, you're the same person now as you will be 20 pounds lighter. So find a reason to be committed. Make it happen because it's actually really important to you and because you feel like it's supposed to be your goal, not somebody else's goal, not because a society says that you need to be a number on a chart. Make it important to you so that you actually can commit. Okay. Now the fifth mindset block is you might be afraid of succeeding. And this sounds like a funny one because we think, oh, why in the world would I be afraid of succeeding? Okay. It sounds ridiculous, but it's such a big reason why people don't actually try harder or when they get really close to their goal, they give up. And here's why. If you do succeed, how will you be able to keep it up? I mean, it's scary to think that you'll be responsible to continue doing all the things that got you there. It's scary to think that you might not be able to handle it long term. I get it. Like, I no longer feel like that with my body goals, but I sure do feel that way with my career goals. I understand. And when it comes to your health and body goals, the key is to create new habits. Okay. Habits, remember, are things that you just do automatically. And with new habits, you create a new way of living. So when you do it this way, instead of doing a crash diet that helps you lose weight fast, you will see that it is possible to keep it up. 
you know, a crash diet is hard and it's only meant to be done short term. But what happens when you stop it, right? It's hard to not jump back to your old habits. So when you slowly and surely learn new habits, it just becomes who you are and it's no longer a keeping up with thing anymore. It's just who you are. When you make, make small changes and just do something, you are creating sustainable change. Change that can be long-term and easy, okay? It's only when you do extreme dieting and extreme exercise programs that it becomes not as easy and harder to maintain long-term. Also, I know that many people are actually scared of losing their identity. Even when someone wants to change their habits and body, they're there's still this underlying fear that other people will not accept you in your new form. And I personally went through this. I was baking cookies all the time. And when I decided to change my habit and get healthy, change my habits and get healthy, I decided that I needed to stop baking all those cookies. Okay. Baking was a major trigger for me and it was making it hard to stay committed to my change. But there was a part of me that thought people would be disappointed in me or, you know, be like, why is she not baking anymore? I used to, you know, give her cookies at my, you know, parties or I would because I had a little, little small business of selling cookies. And I was worried that, you know, people would say things like, oh, Rand is now so selfish and she only cares about looking good. And I was worried that I would look vain or selfish by losing weight and not baking anymore. And of course, as I look back, I feel like that sounds silly, but it was true. And it was a true fear at the time. I had to make a conscious decision to push past the stories in my head and create the change for the greater good. And that greater good was my own health, my own happiness, and the happiness and security of my family. I was not being my best. I wasn't being who I could be. And so I had to let go of the what if people say this about me mentality and push towards who I could be. And I'm so, so happy that I did it. Now, I know that I'm doing a podcast on these mindset blocks and I'm trying to be the expert on it. But in all honesty, I still have to fight against these blocks myself. I still have a lot that I want to accomplish in my life. And these exact fears come up often. So, you know, please know that you're not alone. Not only have I experienced and still do experience these mindset blocks, but I guarantee everyone around you feels the same at some point. Even the people that you think have a, you know, all together, even the women that you wish you could be like, or the athletes that you wish you could look like, or the business owners you see that appear to be raking in all the business. We all have doubts. We all have fears. And it's just a normal part of the process of living and growing and becoming a better version of ourselves. And once you realize it's nothing to be ashamed of, you can start taking the steps to overcoming the fears. I hope that today you found at least one thing helpful. Thank you for being here. And please, if you feel so inclined, please share with your friends and family the podcast. I, I really do this totally as the um, you know joy of helping and encouraging you to be your best, most balanced self. And I hope to catch you next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. 
And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.